Hey you, how are you? It has been such a long time. It has been, I think, I think the last episode was released on June 1st. And here we are um, over a month and a week later. And so it's been a while since you've heard from me. Thank you for your patience. Oh my goodness, some of you have reached out like, come on, when is the next episode? And those kinds of things bring me so much joy. It is so beautiful that, you know, you're waiting for the next episode and that and you know there's anticipation that brings me so much joy I am so so grateful continually for all of you that listen that log in from different parts of the world to listen to what the Lord is saying to me um, to what uh, maybe you need in your life right now or that you will need at some point you know the beauty of the word of God and the things that we learn and study is that they might not be useful for today right you know you may not even actively be in a waiting season um but the truth is like I said we're all going to be waiting at some point for something and so even if you've just gotten the thing that you've been waiting for um you're likely moving right into another season of waiting for the next thing and so um yeah I hope and pray that you are being blessed but I do I am really really grateful for all of you truly 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 grateful um, for your patience summer is always in an extremely busy time Um, just not even just because it's summer and there's so much more to do but you know the kids are out of school and so there's so many things that have to be planned to keep their summer full and busy so they're not just sitting on the couch you know wasting away um so that takes a lot of my time for sure i have two more kind of major things um this month and then i think come august 1st um i don't know that i will ever say that my life slows down but at least It's not as busy um, as it's going to, as it has been over the last two months. So as you can imagine, I am looking forward to the month of August, but I'm also very grateful for the month of July because busyness means, (laughs) it means I'm alive. It means I have things to do. It means I'm not bored, right? Um, Because I think sometimes we don't, we, we crave We crave not having things to do, right? We crave the staycations, the vacations, etc. But we don't really realize that it's actually the things that we have to do that give our life substance, meaning, joy, fulfillment, all those, you know, every other synonym you can think of come from the things that we do. And so, you know, I'm grateful for the times of business, but I'm also very grateful for the times where things slow down just a little bit. So yeah, July is coming to, I mean, we kind of just started, we're just about a weekend. Um, But, you know, I'm already looking forward to the last week of July where I have, like I said, I have two big things coming up um, and then I'll be able to to relax a bit and, and, and move into the next series. And so, yeah, I am, I am very grateful for all of you. Thank you for your patience, for your understanding. Thank you for listening. Um, Yeah. Thank you for reaching out again. Like I said, I've heard from some of you and I'm And I love hearing from you. So if you have never reached out to me and you listen periodically, regularly, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email, Aoife at alreadyinyou.com. Connect with me on DM and Instagram at Aoife Oyelaya or at 
um, already in you. Um, yeah, because um, these are the things that, that, that keep me going. So I appreciate you all so much. We are in the seventh month. In the seventh month. Oh my goodness. Time is not playing with us. And so, you know, if you're like me, my church is currently in the midst of another 21 day fast as we walk into the second quarter of the year, kind of like what we did at the beginning of the year. So that's another thing, you know, that takes up a little bit of time. We meet every day at church. Um, yeah. And we pray and we seek the Lord's face for what he would have us do for the rest of the year. And so, you know, whether your church is doing what my church is doing or not, I would, you know, encourage you to, I said this in the last episode and I'm saying again, because it's really important that we take inventory, take stock. What's your year looking like? What's, what trajectory are you on? Are you meeting your metrics? And if you're not, it's okay. Um, because the beautiful thing is now, you know, you're not meeting them without looking back, without taking a minute to flip over the things that you've written down, um, December 27th, December 31st, etc. Without taking a minute, you, you just keep going. You keep going without actually knowing. And so the first step to really, really getting back on track is to know where you're, where you're headed, right? How you, I mean, is it possible to know, Hey, I need to lose some weight without stepping on a scale. Yeah. You could probably just look in the mirror, but you won't know specifics. You won't know specifics until you actually step on the scale. You see the number you say, okay, I need to lose 13 pounds. So this is what I'm going to do to lose it over the next three months. Right? So take inventory, take stock, join me as I pray. For the next, I believe we're ending on the 24th of this month. Today is the 11th, I think. No. What is today? Today is the 12th. Yes, today is the 12th. So we have about um, 12 more days to go. Uh, but, you know, feel free to, to start right here if you if you haven't already, you know, and you don't have to do 21 days. You can do seven. You can do five. I would encourage at least three or more. Um, but, yeah, let's let's go into the second half of this year and let's give it to the Lord and say, Lord, help me to do X, Y, Z. Um, and then listen, you know, don't just talk at him. Listen, because there are things he wants you to do in addition to the things you want to do and the things you want him to do for you. So never, ever forget that. Okay. We have been talking about waiting and today drum roll is the last Today is the last episode. That was the poorest drum roll ever. But anyway, today is the last episode in the series of waiting. And like I said, we're going to be moving into a new series in August by the grace of God. Waiting actually came from you guys. And so if there, I've already gotten um, a couple from you guys, uh, things you want to hear, things you feel like, you know, you need help with. Um, And so I have two that I'm thinking of based on what I received from you guys. If there is an aspect um, of your walk that's proving difficult. Yeah, let's talk about it, right? Let me know so that we can we can dive into it together. But yes, this is the last episode of waiting. And I was asking the Lord, how should I end? How do you want me to end um, this episode? Uh, because I episode five actually was supposed to be the last episode, but I just felt like 
as I was actually recording the episode, I was about to say this ends blah, 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 you know, just sum it up or conclude. But I felt like the Lord was holding, (laughs) holding my mouth. And so I just ended it, you know, in the normal way that I ended. Um, And so I was praying like, okay, Lord, what was that? Why, why did I feel like, you know, episode five wasn't the end? How do you want me to end this episode? And when I was praying that prayer, um, what came to me was to go back to Genesis chapter two, which is what we're going to do three or four verses in Genesis chapter two. And I think that's the way the Lord will have us ended. And I know we've looked at this before when, um, but well, we looked at it before, um, but you know how the Bible is. The same scripture can talk to you in so many different ways. And so it was in thinking about this, that, that this came up, we ended episode five by talking about David and, 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 uh, Isaiah, um, and how the Lord gives the bread of affliction. Oh God. And, and, and just the, the, strangeness I almost it almost feels unfair right that my loving father is giving me the bread of affliction and the waters of adversity it's like Lord for real like why why does it have to be like that um and if you're a parent you get it a little bit differently because the same reason why we give children things that they won't, don't want to do. For example, we're in summer and my children have workbooks. They have reading projects. My son has just um, learned all the books of the Bible um, and, you know, all these assignments, quote unquote, that they have in addition to the fun, right? We've gone to Disney. We, we go swimming. We do all these things, um, taking so many trips, which is why I haven't been able to record um, but there is definitely fun and 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 beauty and 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 things that make you smile about summer. But there are also the things that you know are required, right? Um, and so, if you are a parent, I think you get that to a little bit of a different extent. Uh, but to to wrap your mind around the Lord giving you affliction and adversity, or the Lord allowing affliction and adversity, it's really can really be difficult. But we see it in the life of of David, like I said in episode five. So if you didn't listen to episode five, go ahead and listen to that first. Um, but yeah, we're rounding up. We're rounding up, waiting, and we're going to look at Genesis chapter two, from verse four to verse the beginning of verse 7 Genesis chapter 2 from verse 4 to the beginning of verse 7 and it says this is the history of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens when no plant of the field which yet was yet in the earth and no herb of the field had yet sprung up for the Lord God had not yet caused it to rain upon the earth and there was no man to till the ground But there went up a mist, fog, vapor from the land, and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man. (sighs) Y'all, there are scriptures that I read 
that literally make my heart and soul smile. Like, I know my body can smile in my face and you probably can hear me smiling. Um, But this is one of those scriptures that has blessed me so much since the day it was brought to my attention. And I was quoting, it was brought to my attention by my husband, who I was quoting at the time. So this is... We were married in 2009, so I want to say this is probably 2008. Could be late 2007. Um, We started courting in April of 2007. So I don't know exactly when. I know it was just one of our regular conversations. And he, he was just like, let me show you something. And it blew my mind. And it continues to blow my mind as I continue to study on it. Um, here we are 14 or, or even 15 years later. Um, but this scripture is such a blessing and it just talks to us about the the Lord. So it goes back. So we, we know in Genesis chapter one, the Lord takes us through all the things he did on day one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, and it goes back. This is the history, how the Lord God did this. And so at the time when no plant was yet coming forth, the Lord had not yet caused plants. You know, he created light and then he created the firmament and he did. And then he created earth and, and there was, you know, all these things. And then vegetation um, came and all that stuff. Right. So before all of that. The Bible says, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth and no herb of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not yet caused it to rain upon the earth and there was no man to till the ground. Do you remember when we started waiting, the waiting series? And I said to you that even the earth is waiting. The Bible says that even the earth, the whole earth is waiting for the revelations of the the sons of men. And so, uh, you know, the point I was making there was that everything is waiting. Everything is waiting. Everything, everything. The whole earth is waiting. So it's not just you. It's not just me. It's not just mankind, giraffe. And, and gorillas and eye eyes and crickets and you know the pleasant animals and the what I will call the unpleasant animals aka insects all of us are waiting for something and so the bible takes us back in history to a time where the earth pretty obviously was waiting and the bible says that the lord had not yet caused rain to come upon the earth and there was no man to till the ground so plants and vegetation has to come right because remember everything that the lord created he created for us and if the lord had created things out of sequence we would have gotten here and we wouldn't have had anything to eat. And if you go back to the series, Who is God? You see me talking about this and even who is man, but more so who is God? You see me talking about this a lot. Um, The Lord absolutely created things in sequence. Nothing that the Lord does is haphazard, is happenstance, is by chance. No, no. That's not the God we serve. Everything he does is for a purpose and for a reason. And so the reason why he created light first is is absolutely um, beneficial to me. Everything he did is for my good, for my benefit. So we get to a point in history where the Lord is like, um, um, there was no plant yet. There were no herbs yet. For the Lord God had not yet caused it to rain. So the earth is literally waiting for rain. But the Lord God hasn't caused it to rain yet. 
And I'm talking to people, myself included, that are waiting for something that the Lord can provide, but that the Lord has not yet caused to happen in your life. Right? In the last episode, we talking about we talked about how the Lord waits to be gracious. He waits to be gracious. And so there are things that we're waiting for that the Lord can absolutely provide, but that the Lord has not yet caused to come up in our lives. And we see precedence for that in earth where the Lord wanted there to be vegetation and herbs, carrots and, and collards, kale and, 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 and oranges, lemons and grapes and mangoes and all the pleasant things that you consume and I consume today. Even the things that we don't consume, the trees that give us oxygen, they take the carbon dioxide that we release as we exhale. They use that and then they give us oxygen. And so there's this beautiful cycle of, 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 of use and reuse so that there is no wastage. And before all of these things could come to pass, the Bible says there was no plant yet. There was no herb yet for the Lord had not caused it to rain. And if you're like me, you're looking at your life and you're saying, okay, this doesn't exist yet. This doesn't exist yet because the Lord has yet, has not yet caused it to rain. I don't have a baby yet because the Lord has not yet allowed for fertilization. I don't have a husband yet because the Lord has not yet allowed for the connection. Now this is given that you're doing all the things, right? You can't be looking for a baby and you're not having sex. You can't be looking for a husband and you're stuck up in your room somewhere, right? So this is, this is, this is taking into account that you're doing your part, okay? Remember, your relationship with the Lord is a beautiful partnership. It is not us sitting somewhere just praying day and night. No, there is work on my part to be done. But anyway, so so if you know, you're saying, Lord, I don't have the job. I'm applying, right? I am interviewing. I have, have, have reviewed my resume, but the job is not yet. Um coming you have not allowed for um uh the job to come forth and so all of these things could be going through your mind right all of these things could be playing um like a tape in your mind like a cd do we still know what those are like uh like a cassette oh my god i'm going even further back like a um like a disc like a vinyl all of these things could be playing and we're saying lord We need trees. We need herbs. But you haven't yet caused it to rain. And without rain, we can't get the things that we need. And and then the Bible says, but, oh, but, oh my goodness, but. One of the best words in all of scripture, but, because it tells us that the thing coming before it is going to look different. Than, than, than what's coming next. But, but there went up a mist. And if you're like me right now, you're doing a happy dance. But there went up a mist, a fog, a vapor. 
And so even though what I want is rain, what I need is rain, what I am waiting for is water droplets that condense in the clouds and come down in the form of rain, even though that's what I need to hit what is my earth. There went up a mist. And I'm saying to you now, even as we round up waiting, even as we come to a conclusion on that, listen, yes, you are waiting for rain. You are waiting for the husband, for the wife. You are waiting for the child, for the job, for the promotion, for the car. You are waiting for the new house. You are waiting. You are waiting for the new business idea, for the way to actually expand the idea you already have. You're waiting. You're waiting. You're waiting. You're doing the things you need to be doing in that time. Because remember what we said, the Bible says that he gives strength to those that are waiting. For they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Why do you need strength if you're just sitting on your butt? Okay, so we've talked about how waiting is not the time to just be twiddling your thumbs. Waiting is actually the time to be busy, to get busy and remain busy. Yes, so we're waiting. We're waiting. We're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. But in the midst of your waiting, can you identify the mist? Can you identify the mist? Yes, we want raindrops. Yes. But the Bible says that in the midst of that waiting, in the midst of of there not being any rain, in the midst of the Lord not causing it to rain upon the land, the Bible says that he did provide something. He provided a mist. The problem is that we often don't take a moment to identify the mist. The way to get through your waiting season, another way, because we've talked about so many ways, but another way to get through your waiting season is to identify the mist. You don't have the rain yet. Facts. But he has provided a mist. There is something in this period that he has given to you to get you through. Because if that if, if it wasn't so, then what we would see there is, okay, there was no rain. So if there's no rain, there's not going to be any vegetation. So maybe that would have elongated the time bef- between the days, right? So it's not yet time for rain. Remember, the Lord waits to be gracious. He has a plan. And the plan is not at this moment to release rain from the clouds. It's not yet time for rain. The Bible tells us that there was no plant and there was no herb. So what could have happened is that there was just an elongation of the days. So if if there's not going to be rain, then we just have to wait until there is rain so that now we can have herbs and vegetation. That, that could have easily been the way to come out of that scripture. But no, no, there's not rain yet. It's not yet the time. The Lord had not yet caused it to rain. He held it for a reason. But in the absence of rain, the Lord provided a mist. 
And so, yes, you are waiting for something. Yes, you are waiting for the Lord to move. Yes, you are waiting for the rain to flow in the in 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 what looks like whatever you're waiting for. Yes. But can you see the mist that the Lord provided in the meantime? Can you find it? So you're waiting for a baby. Okay. The rain has not yet come. But what's the mist? Is the mist the birth of the ch- the ch- the friend, the child of your friend who you now get to love on? Right? Because this is some someone you love. And maybe in 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 loving on the the friend of the child of your friend you get a new glimpse of the beauty of God in this waiting period you're waiting for a job um but while you're waiting for a job you notice that you've had time you've had a lot of time to spend with the Lord in prayer time you would not have if you were clocking in eight hours of employment. Do you see what I'm saying? Can you identify the mist? You're waiting for a husband. You're waiting for a wife. But in 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 not having that right now, right, in the Lord withholding that rain in quotation marks, you have the ability to more or less do a lot of things that you wouldn't be able to do if you were married in this moment, right? You can spend money in ways that you couldn't spend it. You can go to places in ways that you could not go um, if you were married. You can do things you could not do if you were married. Listen, what I'm trying to get us to understand is that there is a mist that the Lord has provided. But if you don't take a minute to look for it, to identify the mist, you will miss it. And the beautiful thing is, the Bible says, but there went up a mist from the land and it watered the whole surface of the ground. So it's not even like, oh man, I don't have the rain. I don't have the rain. I don't have the woman. I don't have the man. I don't have the job. I don't have the baby. I don't have the car. Oh man, oh man. So I can't really do anything. I'm stuck. I'm in a holding pattern. I'm in a stalemate. No, no. The Bible says that that mist that I'm talking about watered the whole ground. And so maybe, maybe, just maybe, there is something that you're waiting for. And the Lord is trying to say to you, I have a different way. I'm going to give you what you want, but not from rain. I'm going to give you what you want from mist. I'm going to give you what you want, but not from a man, not from a woman. I'm going to give you what you want from me. I'm going to give you what you want from other things. I'm going to give you what you want in a different way. Have you identified the mist? 
But there went up a mist from the land and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then, then the Lord God formed man from the ground. After the mist, then vegetation and all those other things were able to come. And then God formed man. Identify the mist. That's going to help you to get through your waiting period. So yeah, there are things that I currently am waiting for the Lord to do. Healing that I'm waiting for the for for the manifestation of. But in the mist of my waiting period, I can see the mist. I can see the Lord's hand holding, guiding, leading. And it doesn't even have to be maybe for you it's not healing you're waiting for. There's so many things I'm waiting for. That's just one. I've named so many. So many of us, a lot of my listeners are between the ages of 24 and 35. And in that age range are a lot of single people waiting for a spouse. Have you identified the mist? In the midst of your waiting, the mist in the midst. Oh man, I like that. It just rang something in my head. So I'm trying to think, okay, Lord, what does, you know, what you want me to do with that? Maybe it'll go on a t-shirt or something. Anyway, the mist in the mist of your waiting. Have you identified it? Because that's what's going to get you through. That's another aspect that's going to get you through. And so I told you guys earlier that we are doing 21 days at church. And while we were at church just yesterday, the Lord used the pastor that was leading us in prayer to really bless me with this scripture. Um, And it's Isaiah 49. Verse, a couple verses, four verses, Isaiah 49 from verse 14 to 16, and then verse 23. Um, it was just verse 23 that he gave, but I came home and I studied the whole chapter and I was blessed by something um, in a little bit before what he shared with us. And it's Isaiah 49 verse 14. It says, but Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me and my Lord has forgotten me. And the Lord answered, Can a woman forget her nursing child, that she would not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yes, they may forget, but I will not forget you. Behold, I have indelibly imprinted a picture of you on the palm of each of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. There's something so satisfying, so soothing about that. Because we all say that, Lord, you forgot me. Lord, you don't see me. Lord, you don't know what I'm going through. Lord, you you are up there completely oblivious to my whole life. And so the, the Bible says that the Lord answers to that. Can a woman forget her nursing child that she would not have compassion on the son of her womb? And then the, the Bible says, yes, they may forget. And so I'm thinking like, wait. There's nothing, oh my goodness, there's nothing. As a mom of two children, there's nothing that would make me forget them. Right? I cannot, I mean, are there women that forget their children? Of course. But that's an anomaly. That's an aberration. That's not in any way a normal thing. Most women could never forget their children. 
ever, 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 ever. And yet the Bible says that if a woman even chooses to forget, yet I will not forget you. I have tattooed you, tattooed you on the palms of each of my hands. You are indelibly imprinted. In other words, you cannot be removed. You are ever before me. So as you wait, wait with that in mind. The Lord cannot forget. Not even just that he chooses not to, but he can't forget me. And then go down to verse 23. And kings shall be your foster fathers and guardians and their queens, your nursing mothers. They shall bow down to you with their faces to the earth and lick up the dust of your feet. And you shall know that I am the Lord. For they shall not be put to shame who wait for me. And it was that last part that made me say, thank you, Jesus. That made me pray just a little bit harder. They shall not be put to shame who wait for me. Remember when we were looking at Psalms 131 and we were talking about how part of what makes waiting so hard is trying to come to grips with what other people are thinking about me in my waiting season, right? Um, you're waiting for a husband, for a wife, for a child. Um, and it's, and it's not even, I mean, the weight in its, in and of itself is difficult, but it's what other people are thinking as I age. Oh, she's turning 28 now. Oh boy. She still don't have no prospects. Oh, she's 31 now. Still no prospects. Oh, I feel for her, you know, and it's, it's, it's thinking about what other people are thinking that actually makes the waiting harder. Oh, she's been married three years. Uh, she hit seven years now, you know, and still nothing. And it's coming to grips with, oh God, other people are waiting. Other people are counting. Other people are thinking, and Lord, this is getting embarrassing. And we don't even realize that pride starts to creep in even as we're waiting. And then the Bible says this, for they shall not be put to shame who wait for me. And so it puts to bed all of the thoughts and all of the wondering and all of the, 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 the perceived shame in me being me in this season. All that can be laid to rest. Why? Because the Lord says, and they shall not be put to shame who wait for me. So what are, you, what are you waiting for? What are you looking at the Lord and saying, come on, God, you see the clock? It's ticking. Time is moving and I'm waiting for this thing and it has not yet come. Remember, if you're waiting on him, you will never, ever be put to shame. If you're waiting on him, you will never, ever be put to shame. Period. So what I want you to ask yourself is who am I waiting on? Am I I waiting on a man? Am I waiting on a woman? Am I waiting on a child? Am I waiting on a boss? Am I waiting on um, anything that 
could be attributed to a human being? Am I waiting on that? Or am I waiting on God? Fix your gaze in the right place. I am waiting on you, Lord. Not on anything else. And if I'm waiting on him, then everything I need, he'll provide. Then I will not be put to shame. No matter how long I wait or how short, I will never be put to shame. Because the Bible already told me, they that wait on me shall not be ashamed. So be hopeful. There is hope. And like I said before, there is always hope. As long as Jesus is on the throne, there is always a reason to have hope. Remember, all you need for life and godliness has been given. It's already given. It's already yours. It's already in you. I love you plenty.